Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Objective. And we've got a great topic today. Uh, we're talking about these new supersonic fast airplanes that are being purchased by United Airlines in order to use in upcoming years. Uh, sadly, there's a uh, wave of negativity countering this announcement because uh, a lot of people, as you would expect, have a problem with this on multiple levels that are probably are at root the same reason. There's the environmental concerns. And of course, what do we need to go so fast for? And isn't, aren't the rich going to then be traveling faster than the poor? That's not fair, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot to get into today. Uh, I just feel like the dorks have taken over. You know, it's like everywhere I look, I've got Generation Z people wagging their finger at everyone. I've got, you know, people that never invented a fast airplane wagging their finger saying, no, you can't, you can't use that. Excuse me. And, you know, the comments section here on the Internet is full of unaccomplished armchair critics wagging their finger. And I'm tired of it. Enough of these dorks. I know that's not a very intellectual way to speak. And for that, I apologize. Please welcome a man with a, a bit more well-spoken than me, a bit less uh, with the schoolyard insults. Uh, it's John, uh, John Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> well, that's certainly not me. I'm not more well-spoken than you. And I, I use just as many schoolyard insults. Well, maybe we uh, have our next uh, New Year's resolution ahead of us, but and we're only halfway through the year, so we can... Uh, stay complacent for now. So um, the title of this New Yorker um, article, it says recently says uh, came out June 9th. So a little a couple weeks ago, it says we don't need super supersonic travel in the new normal. We should slow down. So like I mentioned, there's the environmental concerns that the supersonic airplanes are emitting way too much, whatever carbon or whatever it is that airplanes emit. And, uh, but also, you know, what do we need to be going so fast for? I mean, the pandemic taught us we uh, don't even need to travel that much or we can travel much slower because we can be on Zoom and stuff on the airplane itself. So this guy, this article writer, this journalist, he is just taking everybody's inventory. He is telling everybody how to live their life. He's policing other people's business and deciding for them when when how fast they need to be going i mean literally people are going to die because they couldn't travel fast enough people are going to miss opportunities because they couldn't go fast enough or people won't enjoy their vacation as long because they weren't able to travel fast enough it's nobody's business if you don't want people to travel fast then i think you have a case to make to them to persuade them you don't just speak uh with this finger wagging tone saying like we, quote unquote, don't need to be going so fast. And the same article is actually celebrating the rise of blimping, blimping. Some European company has announced, maybe it was Netherlands. I didn't catch it. I don't remember, but blimping. They're going to start blimping around, you know, rather than flying extra fast. Why not just coast through the sky? Blimp around, yeah, they're because, saying. Because, because I'd really love to take three weeks to go to Europe again instead of three hours. <laughs> yeah, again, meaning at, like our ancestors did, not like you used to. Well, I mean, it just just well, I mean, the blimps are, are yeah. 20th century technology, right? But it's it's still a slow moving technology. Don't people realize that the the one unrenewable resource that there is is time, and you know you can't get that ten and a half hours back on an airplane. And if you can cut that down by se if you can cut that down to three, cut seven hours out of that travel, and doing something meaningful, 
you know, do something meaningful with that seven hours. That's awesome. That's great. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And even this sort of dichotomy between what you want and what you need, I think is, is invalid. I mean, do you need quote need to live longer than one minute? Like when you're born and then if you die a minute later, did you need to live any longer? I mean, who decides these things? Obviously values, uh, connote values to someone. If my values includes traveling fast for whatever reasons, why is it anybody's business to tell me when and how much and how fast to travel? Um, unless there could be a clear case made that, you know, carbon emissions are a direct threat to someone else's property or in some way are causing uh, a violation to somebody's rights. There's no reason to be, to be, uh, to be uh, curtailing it by, by force. And the, the, the writer of this article, he reveals that it's more than just about, you know, allegedly saving people from future catastrophe. He's saying, well, as a society, we don't need to be going so fast. And, you know, and it's, it's bringing about inequality to have some people have access to this. Just same thing with, uh, you know, traveling to space and traveling to Mars as it's becoming commercialized. Well, that, doesn't that give the wealthy the that ability the to travel? Wasn't that the case with every single technology that's come down the pike? At first, the wealthy get it, and then the wealthy incentivize the corporations to make to make the technology more accessible. Cars were only for the wealthy at, at one point. Now everybody has them. Computers were only for the wealthy. Cell phones, microwaves, all the things that we now consider everyday phenomena, everyday technology for for even even the poorest in America. At one time. Only the wealthy could afford it, including central air and heating, which pretty much everybody has today. Yeah. And of course, new medicines and medical technologies at first are they're very expensive because they're scarce and the demand for them is is obviously high. Um, and then uh, what happens is the companies sell them to whoever can afford them and they use the money they make to ma mass produce a lot more because they know there's demand for it. And before you know it, and I do mean before you know it, I mean, these things do happen fast. And in, in many, the, and the more capitalist we are, the more of a free financial industry we have, the more likely it is that ambitious billionaires and trillionaires will be able to uh, mass produce things ahead of ahead of schedule and and sell them cheaply or even in some cases give them away to save lives if they choose but but putting aside charity just mass producing them in order to sell them to as many people as possible is something that's a lot more possible when finance flows freely um so yeah it's it's annoying i, I know i'm speaking to the converted in this audience but if people would just stop trying to to push their ideas on the rest of the world and and take their values and apply them to their own life the world would be so much better a place if this if the author of this article um simply said here's the way i think the world should be i think we should be much slower and i'll tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and live by my values and when these supersonic jets are are populating the airports i'm going to go for the prop planes because i just want to travel more slowly hey more power to you, bud. And of course, environmentalism uh, in general would, you know, if taken literally by its main advocates and most extreme advocates would obviously lead to many suicides of those people. They say, you know, human beings are a cancer. Well, you know where to start. There's one person you have the ability to uh, remove from this planet. But, you know, the, the way people talk, and I mean, this came up on the last episode I was on, I don't even remember the topic, but whenever it comes to like, 
when you when you bring these types of things to people, they kind of respond with, well, no, 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 it's about finding the balance. You know, just like when uh, we are the last thing uh, we, me and Nikos, I think we're talking about the lockdowns and now the lockdowns are continuing. And and then people say, well, you know, it's about finding the balance between individual liberty and what's best for society. So they won't even commit to just complete collectivism because they know that type of thing has real bad PR at this point. Um, but it's much easier for them to say, no, it's about finding balances. They see it as like checks and balances, you know, like, sure, you as an individual need to make your own choices. And that's, you know, you have that right. But also we need to kind of um, find the balance between you following your judgment and society having what's best for it and everyone. And so. I think what they need to, what, they, what us objectivists have to do is, is inform them or convince them to the, to the best of our ability that there is no conflict of interest between society and the individual. There's no such thing. It's a made up thing. It's an abstraction. Yeah, it, there's no such uh, dichotomy and, and, and certain rights are inalienable. So speech and property are not on the table for being cut in half or for splitting around. So, um, so we cannot find the balance between individual rights versus society, societal benefit. I mean, if, if you don't have the absolute right to speak and own your property, then your rights are completely uh, up for grabs. And we are not living then as human beings, but we are being uh, pushed around like cattle, which is why we see articles like this in prominent publications like The New Yorker and elsewhere. And you turn on the news and, and, and anchors are speaking this way. Everyone virtually is speaking this way, like, well, what's best for us? Should we allow these planes to go so fast? Is this what we want, quote unquote, we? Um, I mean, how would these people react if I entered their home and like, I don't know, took away their their values? I mean, uh, uh, took their stuff, uh, harmed them in some way. I mean, it's, well, do we need, do, do your rights benefit us? Do we want you to have these rights? Obviously, they understand on, on an immediate level that like individual autonomy is sacrosanct. But when it comes to an individual inventing and developing and selling an airplane that can go super, super fast. Now it's a question of, well, should we be okay with this? Is this what we want? It's, uh, it's really troublesome. Yeah, it doesn't like matter. It. it doesn't matter what they want. It matters what you want, what I want. Um, and, and it matters that we apply what we want to our own lives. Yeah. Now, Airbus is a company that will not be Manu, uh, participating in, in the supersonic revolution. So yeah, until, and, until the market makes them do it, until they lose all their market share. That, yeah, that and or they're, they're just too tempted by the, uh, by the lucrative opportunity. But yeah, obvious. I mean, of course, as the world changes, imagine somebody saying, you know, the internet is not part of our company uh, program. Like we don't believe in the internet for one reason or another. It's like, okay, well, good luck with that. Um, or various uh, computers. We don't like computers. We're anti-computer at this company. All right, good luck with that. Um, supersonic planes are the future, um, I hope. Unless somebody stops it from happening or unless it turns out there is some sort of real problem with them that in some way they are unsafe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're going to... Uh, they're going to uh, move the market forward. I think the inventor of them, or the guy who largely developed these types of planes and br uh, brought them to the market, is an objectivist or in or very very 
uh, like highly influenced by Ayn Rand. Uh, he, he had an he had an interview in the Objective Standard a couple issues ago that I read. Uh, I forget his name. I feel like I should have it. Maybe Rozzy remembers. But yeah, you he, know what? I, I spoke to this person because Alex Epstein introduced me to him and um, I'm forgetting his name as well. Yeah, well, we forget his name, but history will not forget his name That's nor right. his work. Uh, Blake Scholl uh, points out Rozzy. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, how, I mean, you know, the, uh, just, uh, you know, look at how these this philosophy is inspiring people. Obviously, there's there's more to this guy, Blake, than just his interest in Ayn Rand. But but I mean, it is uh, it is nice every once in a while to kind of um, to gloat a bit and say, see, objectivists are changing the world. He is an objectivist, says Rozzy. He spoke at Ocon a few years ago. Well, he is an objectivist. I thought, but I didn't want to speak on his behalf if he, without him here to, uh, to, uh, to, to say that's not true. It sounds like he is. So that's right. He is a card carrying dues paying. There's actually no dues, but he is a card carrying. There's actually no cards, but he is an objectivist. Um, so there, take that, um, take that world. Uh, so the, uh, the guy from Airbus, um, I don't, uh, he said, I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me. Um, okay, yes, I do. Philippe, Philippe Munn, he said, quote, when you fight for the next generation of aircraft, zero emissions and so on, you make it part of your priority and part of your DNA. Supersonic is not one of those priorities at Airbus. That's my only comment, he says. So he will not be participating in the uh, supersonic revolution. And, uh, and I say, good, you know, more, uh, more airplanes uh, for the other business. Goodbye, Airbus. Bye. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, Airbus. Like I like I wanted anything to do with them anyway. I'll be flying fast as soon as I can afford to, as soon as it's available. Now, I think um, this is not in this article. Maybe we should link to those articles if we haven't already um, in the chat. But the um, but the um, the regulations I think made it so you cannot introduce these supersonic jets to domestic flights. Not for any good reason, but basically they have to start these with uh, international, like flying over the ocean or or wherever, maybe across other continents, but not across this continent or not across this country because of regulation. So right off the bat, domestic flights need to still be five hours to go from coast to coast. Um, but but once I think these things, once these airplanes become popular with international travel, I have a feeling the regulate regulators and politicians will magically find a way to uh, allow these to see the humanity of these supersonic airplanes and allow them domestically. Let's see what happens. Um, Sammy, by the way, sent over super chat four ninety nine pounds. I know these symbols now. He goes zoom. Uh, Robert with two dollars American says, quote, we should, quote, get the hell out of my way. Nice, nice. Well played. Gail with $5 says, thanks, guys. Don't thank us. Thank Blake Scholl for inventing this airplane or developing it. And I think he, you could say he invented it, basically. I think he looked at Concorde airplanes and sort of found a way to make them better. Like he found a way to make the technology better, something like that. I am, believe it or not, not a airplane scientist expert person. Um. Yeah, uh, Zalmi says it's crazy loud. Uh, apparently, these supersonics are going to be loud, like many new uh, machines tend to be. So no one lives over the ocean. Um, 
I mean, maybe the noise would be fine in some cases. Like, hypothetically, maybe domestic uh, flights could be loud in some cases, you know, but maybe not. Maybe it's just so loud that that legitimately residents have a right to say not in my airspace. Um, I'm not an expert. This is very, very difficult to uh, assess how property rights work with this type of thing. Um, but certainly I know the people saying, well, do, quote, we want this. Those people can all go to hell. I am, they are no favorites of mine. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got the supersonic air, uh, airplane coming about and the, uh, the, the group of dorks are wagging their fingers saying, I'm not sure this is what we want. And then we've got virtue signaling uh, uh, Air, Airbus Philippe Munn saying, oh, well, we want nothing to do with this. Um, it's very sad. But, you know, look, at, look what comes of, of one man with the, right, with the right ideas, one man with the philosophy for living on Earth. He's able to propel humanity forward in ways that are incalculable by bringing this airplane into existence. Um, the more this philosophy spreads objectivism, imagine what more is possible. Um, we got a couple announcements. Uh, well, we didn't get to yours the other day. Real, real quick mini announcement, real quick mini announcement. This Monday on the Daily Objective, we're going to talk about Cali Exit. Uh, since I think uh, my understanding is, Mark, you and I are both considering leaving California. You're a lifelong native. I am a lifelong uh, infatuated fan of California. You know, like many people watched movies, like many people came to California and said, this is heaven. At this point, I think uh, both of us are thinking uh, enough is enough. Um, so we'll, we'll, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Find out on Monday. On the daily objective, but we got a bigger announcement. I think that you're uh, that you're going to deliver. What's up? No, no, we actually have to wait to deliver oh. this announcement until Monday. <laughs> Never mind then. Uh, coming this Monday, big announcement from Mark Pellegrino. You're gonna want to see this one, Rose. Trust me. All right, everybody. Well, uh, we've been here about 20 minutes. Zalmi says thereafter, other supersonic airplane makers that are trying to make it quieter and focusing on private jets. But Scholl's company is focusing on passengers. Yeah, so the market will make this machine quieter, or mar the market. The developers, along with the market, along with the capitalists funding all these things, uh, it's going to get quieter because technology starts loud and then gets quieter. A, a computer used to take up a full room. I imagine it was a little bit louder. The fan was a lot louder than this thing is now. Um, anyway, as I was saying, we'll be back here on Monday. Uh, join us back here on the channel. Anything coming up today, Rozzy? Let me know uh, ASAP. Otherwise, be back here tomorrow on the Daily Objective for a solo episode with Nikos. Of course, we've got something today. What am I thinking? Life on Earth with Ro Robert Nasser coming up right here at 10 p.m. UK time, whatever that means to you. Uh, so see you back here for that. See you in a moment here on Clubhouse. And of course, See you back here same time tomorrow for the Daily Objective. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. See you guys.